welcome to Cowboy Ed, where we saddle up and, well, we set up and just sometimes let the horses go where they want to go while we talk about education. And so today we've got, we've got a super ride, but Maya's horse, like the funnest part about doing this podcast is Maya and I are like never, well, we've actually never been in the same spot recording this. And right now she's about as far away on her horse as she could be in Wyoming. She's in Jackson. How you doing, Maya? Doing really well. It is so beautiful here. The leaves are gold and yep, I'm ready to saddle up my horse and take a beautiful mountain ride. So are you ready to come? Well, I am. And this one's a fun, maybe tough, maybe, I don't even know. We'll let our listeners know, but I'll, I'll throw this out there for our listeners. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe so then you don't have to like find us. You don't have to go get the episode. It's it's just there. It just pops up in your saddlebags for you. You're just ready to go. Like Just like if you're out there looking for your rope, it's just right there. So today we're going to talk about PD, professional development. And what does that look like? Why did, what, you know, all these pieces about what's happening in school with professional development. So it's kind of an interesting Interesting topic. We have we have lots of things to discuss. Maybe more questions than answers on this one. But Maya, you you started off in the K twelve realm of classroom, and now you're headed to college, and you're working working with teachers as they are are headed towards a classroom. When you think about teacher professional development, what do you what comes to mind? Well, that's such an interesting question because you know the University of Wyoming is a land grant institution and so part of our role as the university is to connect with you know the communities right and so professional development's one way that that can happen but if i think back to my own k-12 experience which i'm going to clarify was in a different state than wyoming but i would say if i'm telling the truth it was a giant waste of time the you know, purpose of what we were doing didn't make any sense to me. We'd have these long meetings. There was no connection to what I was supposed to learn and bring back to the classroom or even how to do that. And, you know, I think so often that style of sit and get and, you know, you're in there and I'm doing more grading than I am learning. You know, it doesn't match what we're trying to do in classrooms. And so I think that we're in a space where we really need to think about professional development in how does it connect teachers to their classrooms, right? Well, how do we address it in a way that is meaningful? Because, you know, my own experience wasn't meaningful, but, you know, I know sometimes we have really good experiences with professional learning, but I think there's still a lot of that, you know, sit in a room, tune out what's happening and then go on our merry way. So I don't know, you're in Wyoming and you have professional development expectations. What What's your experience like, James? Whether it's a different state or the state, you, you kind of hit the nail on the, on the, on the horseshoe head kind of deal. Uh, when we think about professional development, it, it is such an interesting piece. I mean, legally, there's a requirement for so many professional development days built into the, the funding model as far as what the legislature has set out. And Professional Teachers Standards Board has an expectation for professional development that it 
it essentially trains and helps keeps teachers updated and moving to get them recertified every five years. So there's these components of that. But the reality is when we sit down and the majority of professional development that I've experienced seen, and we ask, if we were to ask the teachers, what, what is the purpose of this? What is this connected to? A lot of them can't answer that question. And that, that truly is unfortunate because we, the state has, and the Professional Teachers Standards Board has their own kind of goals for all this stuff. And every district has goals for, well, this is why we're doing this professional development to address the latest fire that we have in, in our data or schools or, or, or whatnot. And, and it often feels like the long-term piece of that plan is lacking, that this is going to fit here, this is going to fit here, this is why you're doing it, this is how it's going to be hope, hopefully useful directly in your classroom and as you interact and, and build our school and build our students and, and all those things. We don't, it, it's not as clear-cut as that. And unfortunately, uh, you know, it's it feels like professional development is at the whim of not only maybe what's going on in political spheres and those things, but the whim of the next superintendent, the next principal, because they come in and you immediately are shifting to what they believe is, is important for your school and those things. So professional development is, it's... Uh, you know, and uh, wow, and you—I I do think my you, you hit it right on the head with the with the sit and get. And unfortunately, we talk about what schools need and what teachers, and this is how we should teach lessons. And then we go put teachers in a room for you know four eight hours and have them sit and and just sit there and veg out and grade and plan and and all of those pieces. So I, I, I my horse got away from me there, Maya. But what when you when you think about what what, how I answered that, those things that come to mind. But as you think about some of the things you're, you're talking to new future teachers about, maybe, maybe what do we think, where should professional development be headed? What should we be asking ourselves directly? Well, I think of two things in what you're talking about. And, you know, that idea of a new principal or the new superintendent or this big initiative coming in and, you know, I'm going to use semantics a little bit, right? So we, we say professional development. And a lot of times that is all the teachers in a space learning the same thing. And that might be really important if, you know, you're bringing a new curriculum in and you need that kind of orientation of it or, you know, something where it makes sense that it is for everybody, right? The same thing for everybody. But just like in our classrooms, we don't progress in our learning unless we can individualize the experience for our students and I think it's the same for teachers so if we think about and you know here's the semantics professional learning rather than professional development that you know how how come we don't ask teachers what they need you know why you're talking about like teachers will ask what's the purpose of this but why don't we ask them what do you need how come it's dictated from the top down, right? And I guess this just kind of speaks to my my value of teacher voice and wanting you know them to be a part of all of these processes in schools. But if they're struggling with something in, in their classroom, they could really 
benefit from a well you know put together learning opportunity in that PD space or time that could help them be better in their classroom and I don't know thinking about that as pre-service teachers their role as a new teacher coming in and it you know it, they're developing their craft they're trying to figure out the who what how you know what am I doing in my classroom and how do I figure this all out thinking about professional learning for them it's about you know honing in on on what they need to work on being reflective and building that craft and so choosing professional learning to help them in that development you know it's individualized for the different teachers because some of them come into a classroom good at one thing and not so good at another thing so i don't know i i'm thinking about you know what maybe it's two different things we're trying to do in that space development of your school or a curriculum program and then that professional learning which really is what you can bring into your classroom and i don't know if that's making any sense to you james but trying to tease that apart a little bit to to think about it, how it can be valuable for teachers you bring up such a, a good point there's here's the reality of what goes on in schools and probably across the nation but i know in wyoming we have set aside professional development time and unfortunately that idea that everyone in the room or everyone has to do this, there's a lot of things that in a way have not one thing to do with professional development from <laughs> hazardous materials to bloodborne pathogens. I mean, to all of these other things that we, you know, you don't, you don't think about impact how we teach the impact, how we maybe clean up a mess in the room and, and, What's the answer to that? Well, when when the legislature set out 10 days of professional development, I wonder if if that's what they had in mind, that we were going to know how to clean up, you know, puke and blood in the in the in the in the room and those kind of things. We were going to know how to, you know, handle all of these pieces, the paperwork, what this is, uh, FERPA, HIPAA, all of these kind of things. And, and is that do we need to have a knowledge and understanding of that? Well, for sure. But is that professional development? And is that something that that literally should be hit on every year? Um, every year, hours of times. And, and just recently, there, there was the Joint Education Committee, and one of our senators was questioning uh, one of our teachers, well, not our teachers, but one of the teachers in the state of Wyoming, about professional development, about what, how that she drives by schools and there's no teachers there, and they take personal days on professional development days and turn them into three-day weekends and all of these things. So there's also this perception, even at that level, outside the school, that our professional development days aren't a chance to really grow a real a chance to really improve on a lot of things and 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 that's I, I mean I guess on both I think that's very 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 un, unfortunate but your personalized approach is is powerful but maybe it comes back to those other questions we've talked about why are people leaving education why do people not because if you're gonna let teachers personalize it and have that voice involved you got to trust them. You got to give them some respect and you got to, you know, have faith that they're going to be 
taking care of, I mean, in building this plan out for what they need and how it might fit into your district or state or, or whatever goals. But if you don't, and you're just going to tell people what they're going to do for professional development, then you have to you have to get to that one size fits all to maximize your time and money and, and all of those pieces. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a very interesting uh, discussion because I, I'm not sure how exactly, what is, the, what is the great examples of what does professional development look like? So I'll kick it back to you. I threw a lot out there and you can, you can let that horse run wherever it wants to, but I would have you seen any good examples of really good professional development? I know you've been out traveling the state on your horse and talking to schools, but I mean, have you seen anything? Well, I think that, you know, it's hit and miss and a lot of it is culture, right? What's the culture of the learning in your school and how do the faculty come together and, and, you know, like you were saying about the principal leading and, you know, those elements and it all comes down to that, that magic word of purpose, right? Like are the learners, right? So the teachers in this case bought into whatever they're working on and is there support to transfer that to the classroom? Is it meaningful to whatever they're doing or, you know, is it, time on task so that they can check a box or get their credit or you know whatever i and so i think that you know professional development is a messy messy space and you know in the state of wyoming outside the state of wyoming but i think that as we are trying so hard in our classrooms to individualize instruction and work with students where they are we need to take that mindset and apply it to technology. I mean, to technology, to professional development. And technology jumped in there because I think it's part of the the solution. I think providing professional development through online or you know ways that they can access content, experiences, whatever through technology allows for that individualization that we're talking about and it doesn't mean that all pd has to go online and it's going to be you know really boring or you're going to go listen to a video and that's it or you know i think that there's ways to really innovate that with the technology we have our you know at our fingertips but it's a lot of work to rethink that and it's not just the developer i mean it's the people learning it's the leadership. It's a cultural shift, right? You're you're changing the way you think about it. You're changing the way it works. And maybe that provides some of that time that you need to, to learn about the bloodborne pathogens and what to do in an emergency and all of that. And then you have these like learning modules or ideas of ways that teachers can come together and support each other specific to what they need to be learning and doing at that moment. And I think that 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 shift could really change the way professional learning happens. But like I said, lots of moving pieces. And I don't know, maybe that's just too much effort for what you get out of it. I don't know. What are you thinking? Well, I think without stopping for a second and saying, I I actually think this podcast is a great example of professional development. And our listeners and those that 
listen and share it. Those are the things that are important, and we need to find a way to acknowledge those pieces. And, and like this podcast, for example, as you were talking about modules and those things, but the chance to listen to it while you're working out or walking or in your prep period or driving home. I mean, there's there's different opportunities. But with all of all of that being said, this is a this is a you know slippery wicket, if you will, because hit. It puts us in the spot of conversations we've had before that we really have to get teachers to look at how they teach and, and develop professionally and all that, but do it in essence in the confines of their day. Not, well, you should be doing this at home or you should be doing this. I mean, if you want to listen to this while you're working out after school, great. But there's also time maybe to work out during school that you can be listening to this as well and, and kind of maximize that time. Not we're going to put all this stuff and you can personalize it, but you're going to personalize it at home kind of deal. Uh, it, I, I, I think it, if we really look at learning, and I think this is maybe the biggest question of the bunch, um, if we really understand learning, learning is a process. It's not an end goal. I, I haven't learned and I'm done. Uh, I, I'm in the process of learning about all of these things. I might be able to pass a test. I might be able to do this. But that doesn't mean I learned. Learning is that process. And so getting teachers to be able to enjoy that process, as you will, uh, continually, I, I think is important. And you don't get a process in one day in four hours of sit and get, you don't, that's, that's not processing learning. And so the giving teachers that personalized chance to, you know, track their own, this is what I'm doing. This is how it's connecting to my classroom. This is how, um, I'm, I, I, I think this book I've read or this podcast or this thing I've done has improved my learning and how we worked on it in our PLC, just the three of us or four of us. I, I think we have to, I, I think when you said teacher voice, that's a big deal. Uh, and we have to say, how can you show us your learning? Not how can you sh show us you've learned. How can you show us your learning? So I'll kick it. I'll kick. I'll kick my spur right off towards you on that one. Let you have it back. No, I love that. And that's another like semantics, you know, example. Professional development, or more, I guess, more importantly, the learning that happens because of that is. It's part of any teacher's journey, right? You're not the same teacher the first day you walk into a classroom as you are when you retire. You grow, you develop, you learn different things, and you evolve with your students. And so this should be a part of that. I think most teachers love learning, right? It's a fundamental part of what's happening in a classroom, and they have a passion for that. And to think about that component of the identity of a teacher juxtaposition to the begrudging attitude they have going into a professional development, you know, we're not doing it right. They should be excited because they love learning, right? They're going to go learn this new thing. They're going to be inspired. And, you know, and it's not that everything is bleak and nothing works. I think there are great things happening, but it's not the norm. And professional development needs to feed the teachers, right? And help them develop and, and feel good about what they're doing and, and build their efficacy in 
areas that maybe they don't have the skills or, or feel as confident in, you know, a technique or a process or a idea or whatever it is. And, you know, that's not the same for everyone. So I think that individual component is important, regardless of how, you know, you figure out how to make it work. So I think that, you know, it's a critical component, but we have to figure out how to do it in a way that serves teachers, because ultimately this is to support them. And while I think, you know, we're not going to get away from keeping track of everything and, you know, turning in your credits or, or applying it here or there or whatever, but it has to be meaningful in their development. Otherwise, you're just checking a box and it, it's not, we're wasting time. Well, Maya, I love the, the process part of that. And, you know, you, you think, for me, I, I'm always trying to connect things. And maybe that's, that's just the connection to kids in the classroom. But I think sometimes when we take it out of education and we think about it in different ways. And I, and I think about that process. If we were looking at this as, as somebody going to the gym, um, an adult going to the gym, working on getting in shape, there's going to be, okay, we're going to measure, you know, our, maybe how, how many how many reps they can do, their, their overall amount that they're lifting, maybe the time they can run, how fast they can, we're going to, we're going to have those pieces there. And so building the professional development model, saying here it is, you're in charge of journaling and keeping track and, and we will help and we will find ways to fund and we will find ways to give you the time to do these things. But how are you going to continue to maybe get in better shape about reading or math or dealing with trauma? How are you going to get in a little bit better shape about those things? And then how are you going to stay in shape and, and continue to, as we know, you can't just do the same exercise every day. Um, your, your muscles end up just not, not getting stronger and doing anything. So you have to change it up and do those things. So if we built it like that, Maybe that would help. And maybe we need some of our listeners to share with us what kind of ideas they have out there and where, where their moments of good professional development, what they've been, and how we can just continue to build on those. But as we, we've told you, sometimes the horses just go and we get a rolling. And next thing you know, the horses look at us and go, hey, we're tired. This ride's gone on for, for quite a bit. And so we, we've got to pull back on the reins a little bit and and, and let those horses get a drink. So this, this one's came to an end. We look forward to hearing from you. Let's head them up. Move them on. Move them on. Head them up. Head them up. Move them on. Cowboy head. On the run.